0: International. Everybody, beautiful South House the Flea Furnace. This is Ape Town, number five. <laughs> Yes, uh, episode five. We're wrapping up the OG episodes of, uh, OG movies of Planet of the Apes. We are five into, uh, what's going to be, what, seven, eight, nine episode? Yeah, how many, um, are you doing nine? I don't know how far it's going in, but we got at least two so more many. movies and some series in front of us, and then the actual uh, release of the new Planet of the Apes movie coming out in July, June. Where are we at with that? Do we know? July. July. What month are we
1: in right now?
0: Well, we're recording this in some month, and then it's going to be played back in a later month. Yeah. So, um, yeah, July. I kind of feel like uh, 20th Century Fox should, like, throw us a dollar. I feel like we're uh, promoting this.
1: <laughs> very hard <laughs> very for free them. Very
0: free promotion for them for this. Uh, yeah. for the new film. All their work is done. That's they a, need zero marketing now. <laughs> all right so uh so this one is titled battle of the planet of the apes it is um, uh like i said the latest the latest of the og episodes the last of the, the last. original the batch yeah before the animated series I, the animated series came out after this one right not in between the other stuff right yeah i believe More so knowledge. okay and then there's a live action series as well, mm-hmm. and then I think there's a significant amount of time that passes before we get the Franco the Apes. apes. And, well, we have one before that. Oh, that's right the uh, the non canonical <laughs> uh, Tim Burton yeah. uh, reimagining of uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, which may or may not make it into this saga. Or you know maybe we'll just watch Congo instead. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Congo. In <laughs> I haven't there. seen Congo forever. They have like lasers on their eyes or something Oh, get ready for the Tim Burton one. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so uh planet let's uh, let's talk battle. Um, let's talk. We, battle. We, I think uh we we let's start with the same place we started with you uh, i'm um, ethan <laughs> ethan and donna here welcome uh co-founders uh got to tape international co-founders and gary busy town uh, uh uh and, and uh, bezo uh, and then me here yeah yeah Bezos. okay boom hot show baby yeah. <laughs> hot intros yeah the the script is so long here we we just need to stop <laughs> just like abandon the script here and just go free flow just next go, time. straight ape yeah we're going ape going straight up okay so uh This was uh to my this is my first time watching the film. Yeah. This is obviously not your first times. No. And um I presume that you guys watched this and then there was quite a long delay before Rise um got um you know, mentioned that it was gonna come out. So for you guys for quite a while this was the concluding film of the series. Uh, Yeah, I I presume so like what did you guys think uh, as a concluding film? Were you guys satisfied with this thing as a whole?
1: Yeah, 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 I like I like the way that it rounds out because the whole um there's a lot of, like, echoing between all the movies, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the echoing, and I like the uh, the power play, the power plays and, and the different levels of human and the different levels of ape that you get all throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the series. And that's why I think it's, so, it's such a fun series. Yeah. Yeah, that's what drew me to it, is that everyone... They never, they never really... Uh, I never really feel like they like abandoned ship or anything they never really like jump the shark I mean the closest they come is the the uh, Cornelius and Zira like in 1970 America that's like the closest <laughs> they come to jumping the shark but, yeah. but they, they they never truly do it because even that film even that one plays like a giant important role in the overall scheme of the entire series. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I I'm more than happy with Battle. I think Battle's great. Yeah, so this fifth one is titled Battle of the Planet
0: of the Apes. Yeah. 4 Oh, this is battle for the planet of the apes. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, I guess some of them are of, and some of them are, some of them are for and
2: from,
1: and and some of them are from (laughs) at least one of them. That's true. Yeah. You know, sometimes the, what is that? The operative verb is a little different. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Donna, what was your, like before
0: rise was announced before it came out and saw, what was your, did you feel like this was a, a good concluding film for the franchise?
2: It's okay. Yeah? I don't know. I'll just come out and say it. I think this is probably the weakest of all of the movies. Including the second one? Yeah. Okay. Just because, like, the script doesn't seem to match the conversation of the other ones.
0: Like it doesn't meet the same kind of level, uh, the interest kind of the thing? or
2: Yeah, like there's a lot of scenes that are, like, repeating um uh what's that called it's not expose but like when they're like trying to catch the audience up and so they just like it's like well here's a bunch of shit yeah yeah Yeah, there's like a lot of like exposition Mm -hmm. and some even that are only separated by like two other sentences of dialogue and then it's repeating the same thing like yeah um, I don't know the other movies are more intelligent than this one is I think
0: yeah and uh, I think all of the films could benefit once you realize that this is sort of high sci-fi You know, we were talking about guys in ape costumes running yeah. around they're Like they're, that Like kind of seems like it might lower it but really the concepts are really high minded mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they might as well just lean into the fact that the audience is going to appreciate this are going to be you know literate and, and into, it. into it yeah so yeah. that they could maybe back off of the expositional dialogue and just you know let the ideas just sit there and everybody can kind of think about it without having to be spoon fed yeah stuff
2: well so this one uh originally the dude that did the other three mm-hmm. uh, he got sick and so someone else came in and did the screenplay for this oh okay. then he got better Like right when they were wrapping up filming, Mm -hmm. and so he rewrote like the entire thing and changed the ending of the movie. Really? Yeah. So there was also with this one too, uh, because the last one, because Conquest was so violent, Mm. they tried to make this one like lighter to be okay for kids to watch. It was supposed to be like more of like a family friendly movie.
0: Huh. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if they made that successful, but they <laughs> yeah. pulled, they did pull back on the violence yeah. from uh, the fourth one into the fifth. Um, so this movie takes place, uh, you know, with all the, the time jumping and all the films, this one takes place about 25 years, or we can be sp- specific, but I think it is about 25 years.
2: So this one takes place in 2076.
0: So 2076. Is that right? Yes. When did uh, Conquest end? That was the fourth one, correct?
2: Nineteen. I don't know, but it, it starts in nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety
0: one.
2: I have the numbers written down. Okay. So <laughs> I'll just go ahead and fill that.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but ninety one. You can't go to twenty seventy six with Caesar being that young, right?
1: Because that's like I don't know. Years. I mean, the like years. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the confusing thing about time in these. Yeah. Well,
2: also, I mean, like. Maybe in theory, they live longer. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I you mean, know, he's
2: not even really a product of this time or environment.
1: But then the other guy is still alive. The
0: nuclear guy. Yeah, the other actors who are the the humans, they're still uh, running around, and twenty five years. I think this movie uh, I, I, on this time element, like I really wish like all of those actors or those characters from the fourth movie were significantly aged. And I think they just didn't have the technology, the yeah. makeup to you know pour into making that happen. So you end up with a little bit of inconsistency about the the characters look like they aged two years, or the the, the actual actors look like they aged two years. Whereas I think story wise, that should have been a couple of decades. Well, the
2: only ones, the only one human that's a carryover from the last one is the underground dude. Yeah. Well, the 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 black dude. No, it's his brother.
0: brother. Oh, because the actor that played him. Say something about brother. But he was the same. It's the same actor. No. Were. Oh, really? You're racist. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that one
2: coming. <laughs> no. Uh, so what happened was that the guy that played McDonald, the original McDonald in yeah. Conquest, hmm Originally said that he would be in this movie and they were just gonna carry it over. Yeah, and then he was like, "Man, never mind." Yeah. And so they cast a different dude, and they were like, "Well, uh, that's his brother."
0: Oh, so his young, <laughs> his younger, way younger brother. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can kind of dodge that story there, but the point is Caesar's still alive. Uh-huh. Um, yeah he is still uh, there's been something that's happened there's been the nuclear holocaust um, mm-hmm. there ha- the, has happened sometime between episode 4 and episode 5 um, the uh, we don't see it no it's only talked about you want to see it yeah really yeah I think yeah no i think i'm okay with it i like the idea that it, it it's just it we, i like the the we see what is the catalyst for it which is the fourth movie yeah which ultimately we know and we kind of know things are going to happen anyway so i, I kind of like yeah. that story that kind of exists you know a little beyond that huh.
1: well I, I agree yeah but like why exactly did it happen well I mean
2: probably because they couldn't take control of the cities
1: yeah all it takes is one
0: nuke to go off where all the all the ones follow suit yeah uh, now what what would have been interesting maybe is the one guy who manages to not launch the Alpha Omega nuke yeah. while everything else is getting destroyed yeah. because technically that's the whole reason of having that is to be the uh, um, you know the Doctor Strange Love uh, kind of bomb what's it called what's it kind of what are those bombs called At world enders yeah no there's a like you Dr. Strange, there's the whole thing I is they have, a, they have a missile it. defense system that's uh, that will instantly kill, you know, launch all the missiles if a missile attacks and, and it can never be uh, pulled back. Yeah. Doomsday device. Doomsday
2: Donald device. Trump. <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's a doomsday device, but the, the whole value of a doomsday <laughs> device is everybody knowing what it is and that it exists. And uh, as soon as that doesn't happen, then it's worthless having.
2: Kim yeah. Jong-un.
0: <laughs> uh, so... Um, But anyway, that's what was kind of cool. I really liked the kind of reveal of that weapon is there and then you see little subtle character uh there's there's humans okay so let's just jump into the plot a little bit if we can yeah let's do it so uh caesar is uh the is sort of the king of a small probably a large uh you know you know the the entire ape you know world if you will but we only see a microcosm of it ape Uh, town of ape town (laughs) right Uh, it's the
2: separatist movement of apes
0: The separatist movement of apes.
2: Yeah. Like they're like they live in the mountains. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, this is our land.
0: It's a small colony of maybe a couple hundred apes and humans and they all sort of sort of live together. But there is still like a, the apes still don't trust the humans. So they, they're sort of subjugated by them, but they have power
1: now. Uh, in that city, the apes have yeah. Have they, they are power. the controlling force. Yeah, yeah, and um, and, and humans so, can
2: still talk too.
0: Yeah, human and and apes, they wear clothes. And apes can talk. Because in the fourth mm-hmm. one, you have to remember the only ape who could talk was Caesar. So yeah. Well, the four, and Lisa we'll, says no. Lisa says no oh that's right uh, yeah yeah Got, gotcha <laughs> <laughs> so between the fourth and fifth uh, thing the, but, the, but uh, the humans speak yeah. uh, the, 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 the the large masses of the humans do t- tend to not say as much so it does echo what yeah. happens in the first movie
2: except that one conversation like right before he, the end and that guy's just like Where the, what's going on here which <laughs> is like the like, funniest fucking line yeah. in this entire thing yeah
0: and I halfway thought that, that maybe the the film was trying to do one of those things where, like, the eights are grunting the whole time. And yeah, really hear, it, but then they're just watching, it's like, yeah, dude, they finally join the human race. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they there's a little colony outside of here. Then a conversation <laughs> sparks where um, the black dude, who's the brother of the black dude in the third, in the fourth of the movie, McDonald and his name's mcdonald too right which is only more yeah, yeah. well it's his brother because it's I mean. his yeah. brother yeah. well yeah <laughs> that, could, that could mean sibling i mean we don't know for sure uh what? no for sure it's his sibling
1: oh you know how he could have been adopted yeah I <laughs> here's the other
2: crazy thing about Abe Town is that they just refer to all people oh these are the smiths and it's all the white people and all the black people are the mcdonalds so oh boy
0: I'm so loving he tells them he's, he's talking to caesar and he's like you know, your mom and your dad have um, there's old recordings of them in the old base, which was the centerpiece of the fourth movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is probably still exists, so we can kind of learn from them about the future. I'm not really sure exactly what instigated that conversation per se, but that that's the conversation It's because
2: the gorillas are psychopaths. This is the yeah. beginning yeah. of the gorillas just becoming
1: neo-nazis
2: yeah well it it's funny because it's 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 uh
0: the one another pair you know all of these different uh, you know uh, analogs as we've been describing them that the movie takes and then the, like there's a, a real version of it is that this is the uh, the military who is being subjugated by the, um, who is in a lower status compared to the po- the politicians, and the king in this case, Caesar. And they feel like, you know, they're the ones who are at the front line, they're the ones who are taking the, you have to, you know, are killed first in battle, and that yet they don't have the supreme power. Yeah. And so you see what is essentially a military coup mm-hmm. um, that happens here with the guerrillas uh, over Caesar. And I almost wish that the Aldo character was a little smarter than what they prefer. No, he's right? dumb. He's very dumb and simple minded. And, and, and he's and, got the eyes for
1: it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whoever plays him has the dumbest <laughs> eyes. <laughs> His last
2: name is Atkin.
1: Atkin, Not to be confused with
2: Atkins. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, in the casting, they're like, yeah, we just need someone with dumb eyes. Like, who has... Which actor has the dumbest eyes? Well, that
2: that particular actor is, like, known for portraying villains. That was, like, his shtick. He, like, always played villains. Is he the same guy who plays the gorilla in the fourth one? No, he's only in this one. The only... The only people that are repeating actors in Mm -hmm. the series Mm -hmm. are the people that play. uh, Well, obviously Charlton Heston's in the first two. Uh, Roddy McDowell plays. Yeah, Roddy McDowell uh, who who plays. He's in all of them, and then the chick that plays Lisa's in four of the movies, right?
0: And then there's this other actress we actually haven't talked about in the other episodes. She's in the second movie. Mm -hmm. and the third movie so
2: she's in the second movie as one of the telekinetic people that live underground
0: yeah like in the deep future
2: yeah and then in the third movie she plays the psychologist Mm -hmm. that helps Cornelius and Zira run away Right, and then she's the only person to play both a human in the the franchise and an ape in the franchise because in the fourth and fifth movie she Lisa which is Caesar's wife.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't recognize her. I mean, you pointed it out when we were watching it. I didn't recognize her from the fourth one and or, or the fifth. I wouldn't have pulled that. But uh, I had well, I had considered. I, I didn't mention in the, uh, when we were recording that. I thought, oh, this is gonna be interesting because they have the same actress who's like, you know, maybe I bet there's some like parallel that this is somehow connected to that person. You know, like we mm-hmm. learned that, you know, she gets her own legacy and her kids and well, anyway, that never happens. It's just the same actress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking too much into it um and uh so anyway they're they go uh they have a small uh, cadre of people it's just um uh caesar his top advisor um and um mcdonald and they're gonna do like a little three-man operation to go uh into that old base to look at try to find the archives um that what the scene that precedes them leading out to that was one of my favorite scenes was the conversation between the guy who controls the armory and them. So uh, the they have this this a cool title like this guy he's he there's a they have a small armory of you know you know automatic weapons and explosives and uh, they have it's blocked off behind well what we learn later is a flimsy locked door and uh, he uh, he is there to protect the weapons and he can't give them out unless he feels like it's a, you have to convince him like there's an oh. argument at place and the argument can't be Caesar said so yeah, yeah, yeah. because he has to be the consciousness of Caesar, so you have to rationalize with him. And I love that concept, I've never seen uh, that in any other like you know fantasy or sci-fi iteration, that yeah, the closest you see is like those like kind of trolley riddle people. But, yeah, 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 but it's different. It's very different because yeah. he it's li- he's literally the his job is to be the conscience of Caesar. Yeah, yeah and yeah. so when they ask him for the guns, they're like, "What's it for?" Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do this thing. Well, is anybody gonna be there? Oh, there was some line about well, you don't know what you're gonna run into, so why do you need weapons against something you don't even know? About? Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, the point is, is that as the conscious of Caesar, he has to, you know, be uh, very skeptical about who gets the weapons, and that plays in part too. And even Caesar himself can't rationalize it. He he, he can't just say because Caesar said so. Yeah, yeah. Like that's not good enough. Like you need the the rational exposition because he has to be reasonable, yeah. even if Caesar isn't.
2: That actor. Is the guy that played the orangutan that blocks the door or whatever the mm-hmm. conscious guy mm-hmm. conscience guy mm-hmm. uh, he's like a like super outspoken pacifist
0: Oh really yeah <laughs> so they
2: thought that that was like a cute like <laughs> nod to anyone that
0: knows who that dude is Yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah actually the bookends of the movie are set in the time 600 years in the future of the story that we're, we're following and the ape who or the actor who played that ape is uh, John Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, when his name popped up on the credits I had a little chuckle because like 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 I could see his eyes. Like this was like that's those are totally John Houston eyes. Mm-hmm. And John Houston's his old and like I, I envision him from he plays the the old um a uh, landowner in Chinatown, mm. and it's just hard to imagine that guy in all that makeup. Mm-hmm. But sure enough, that was him. Um, uh, actually, John Houston is the guy that uh, da- um, that Daniel Plainview is modeled after. Oh, yeah. So uh, if you um, if you watch like some John Houston movies and then watch uh, Daniel Day Lewis in um, "There Will Be Blood," you can see a lot of parallels. That's a in that great movie. it's amazing. I like it. Yeah. There will be blood. There will be blood.
2: Dude, there was. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember. Spoiler <laughs> alert, there was blood. There was had blood, yeah. There uh, was had blood. <laughs> so uh in in the process of going into this uh base they actually come across some humans who have survived the nuclear holocaust they live underground they have uh uh costumes which mirror the the costumes of the humans in the second movie which is a nice little
1: touch they go with one of my favorite characters they got mutated
0: skin and they wear like the dome Mm -hmm. hat and i think all of that kind of echoes what what we see in the second movie yeah they go with virgil virgil yeah he's the virgil's my favorite virgil's awesome I love Virgil. Virgil has great... You talked about, you know, not that dialogue's kind of weak, but Virgil has great dialogue and the consciousness of Caesar also has great dialogue. So
2: Virgil is an orangutan, like a younger orangutan who studied under the door riddle boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so he's also in this group. So it's... uh, God damn it. Caesar, Virgil, and McDonald are the ones that go to on your city yeah. yeah
0: and in one of the lines where they're talking about the destruction of the city and the, and the nuclear holocaust and whatnot they talk about the weapons of the, the nuclear weapons and I think it was Virgil who had some kind of line that said and they didn't have a con and they, were, they had all the weapons to destroy the world and no conscience uh, you know to protect them you know mm-hmm. there was no conscious
1: person there to protect the press Yeah, the I like when he talks about time travel at the beginning yeah yeah
0: he's talking about relativity and and like, how, uh, how, yeah how, it all works. If an
1: artist <laughs> plays a live show in New York that's broadcast in <laughs> London, but if, the, if he doesn't like his performance and he goes back nine days and he watches his performance, I can't do it. Yeah, that. yeah,
0: it's, but it's confusing. <laughs> he sets up like a time paradox of somebody who can go back in time and redo something that he didn't like. That he I didn't like the other
2: one say. that he has later which I feel like is kind of ripped off an interstellar, that pile of garbage. But the conversation, he has like a, a line about like, well, everything's trying to move to the future. So it's like a multi-lane highway.
0: Right. The highway metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Which that's like really good.
0: That was in the third movie with the other scientists explaining it to the president with the paintings. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So again, more parallels there. The, uh, Uh, inadvertently and trying to find these recordings they uh, of course they run into the humans and then the human they they manage to escape and get back to the base but now the Mm -hmm. humans know that they're there the humans are are the they play counterpoint to Aldo the gorilla? Yeah, and have a war a war a warlike mentality and say we must wipe them out.
2: Well, kind of. There's one. Okay, so the humans that live underground, there's like a couple of them that are functional, and then all <laughs> of the rest of them are like like barely alive. Yeah, radioactive. Uh, yeah. like just ruined. Like void Poison. of energy. Yeah, yeah. and then there's so there's one of the dudes from the last movie and he's like the leader of this like underground cult or whatever they're not really a cult yet but like a small gathering collection of people yeah and he's like well we we have to kill them like obviously we need to kill them is that that is the same actor from the fourth one right yeah yeah but i don't know that it's I, I don't know it it is the same actor but i feel like there's like he's the younger something brother. that i'm missing in terms of like because i thought that the guy that he was in the last movie died
0: oh that's why because yeah, i, I kind of get the impression everybody died except for mcdonald mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so that guy is like essentially like in charge of these underground people Mm -hmm. and he's like well we just have to kill them all and the whole time he's like complaining like before the apes even come in and the audience learns that there's these people underground uh he's like complaining about like how bored he is he's so like bougie he's just like that classic like bougie just Terrible person Yeah yeah And there's this guy That's there That is like Playing the counterbalance To him And he's like Why do you want We've been peaceful For 12 years Why do you want To throw this away just yeah. just because you're bored like what they're not even doing anything they yep. haven't come to bother us
0: that was one of my favorite lines is he uh the the voice of reason that you're talking about said to him we've been at we've been, we've had peace for 12 years and his response is yeah it has been boring
1: yeah it has been quite
0: boring
1: <laughs> uh, my favorite is when they're driving out there's like they they get together the slowest caravan ever oh my gosh max (laughs) not only is it so slow but like people are walking past (laughs) but but my favorite thing is that when they're walking just people are just dropping like flies yeah they go with an army of 17 and get there with an army of like
0: uh, there should be two Two, but somehow they gather in size it's a little inconsistent there (laughs)
2: yeah that hurts weird like i mean that just shows like how much of it terrible person that dude is. Yeah, he doesn't give a Yeah, he, yeah, he really, just yeah, leaves yeah. them to die and it's mm-hmm. like they have buses and shit still, which is pretty wild.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very it, it, it butts up to uh, kind of a Mad Max, you know, yeah. kind of mentality. Not like, you know, modern Mad Max, but like, you know. The the fallout of, kind of New of York sure. kind of look like modern Mad Max, a little yeah, bit. yeah yeah, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. a This so this part is kind of weird. So we get the reveal that the that the bomb exists there, this Alpha Omega. Yeah. And we, so the audience is aware of this. I guess we kind of left some out. So there's like a chase sequence in the underground tunnels. Uh, Caesar, McDonald and Virgil see the video of Cornelius and Zira doing their interview with the, for the, the third Third movie. movie. Yeah. (laughs) and uh and so then there's like a chase sequence the basically the the leader of the underground humans tells his people like to go hunt these hunt down Caesar and Co and to kill them if he finds them and then there's mm-hmm. like this pretty smart chase sequence where you can see that like the intelligence has definitely shifted like the humans that live underground are. Void of energy and just really stupid. Mm-hmm. And Caesar and the other apes um, are spry. They're smart and they make good decisions about how to sneak away from these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. That's when we get the reveal of the bomb, which is pretty interesting because it's similar to the bomb that we see in the second movie. Similar, I would say, it's the uh, exact same. Uh, it, it cannot one. be because this takes place in California.
0: Uh, well, like maybe in the six hundred in the tw- in the fifteen hundred years to follow, maybe it got transported. <laughs> yeah, California
2: over. just yeah. gravitates into New York, and no, they become like the same threw place. It
0: a, threw, threw it on a it on a bus and drove it or, over there. Why does
1: it have to? Well, I mean, there could be multiples of it. Why does it have to be in California?
2: Because, because that's the where movie they were. Took place there. Yeah, the third and fourth movie well, you took think place there.
1: The fourth one took place there. It's just a guess, though, isn't it? The only place that it's like true Los Angeles is in the third one. Well, I guess. I mean, I, I, don't I don't know. I thought that there was a line of
0: dialogue at the beginning with of uh, the fourth one. Yeah. With, yeah. The, with him and the, his circus dude talking about coming back. To, you know what? Well, this is where we, where it all started. Right.
2: Also, here are some other points where I would argue that it's still California. One, why would just every like secure law place have a film reel of the interview with the parents that took place in California? Mm. That suspect
3: yeah.
2: also, uh, also. Oh, the underground isn't New York. When they go to the underground in the second movie, it's fucking it's New York. Yeah. yeah. Also. Uh, Those types of trees in the movie, not trees that they have in New York.
0: (laughs) That's a, that's a,
1: that's a, that's a (laughs) poll. That's a
2: fucking scientific (laughs) botanist fact, my friend. Uh, I don't
1: even know if this was filmed in California. It was. Really?
2: Yeah. Actually the spot where ape city was, where there's those trees, it's now park in California.
1: Oh Wow is it called Ape City the Park Nope oh. Wow missed opportunity there. But there yeah. is a <laughs> statue
2: Of Cornelius Or uh, Caesar That uh-uh. cries <laughs> Oh I love it If you pray to it If you're a good boy uh, On good this earth ape. day <laughs> And you look at the Statue <laughs> of Caesar Caesar There,
0: Caesar. there is a the, It milks Another <laughs> subplot That we, we talked about But haven't hit Is that happens uh, it Tangentially As uh, or a, As the um, uh, Army of the humans are starting to invade Ape City is uh, the gorillas are mounting a mutiny against Caesar yes and uh, Caesar's son Cornelius Mm -hmm. named after his father
2: wait before you get into that part because I have a I have a question Hmm. so they get back from let me set the stage a little bit and then I'll ask the question so uh, Virgil Caesar and McDonald end up escaping the underground city right like I kind of by the skin of their teeth, I guess like a Uh, sort of, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and they end up going back to ape city and then, uh, the humans, the underground humans end up sending like people to go after them, which is why like they find out where ape city is. Caesar is holding a council Mm. with all the other apes that
0: mirrors the council sessions from From all of them. them. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: And, uh, uh, so then the people return back to the underground, and they're like, "Okay, well, we're gonna ha- we're doing war now." Yeah, and then the council finishes, and Caesar goes up to his house, and he has a really interesting conversation with Lisa that Cornelius overhears parts of, and Lisa asks, "Cause Cornelius is or God." damn it caesar is basically (laughs) uh trying to say that like they need to go attack these humans Mm -hmm. and lisa's saying well why do you need to attack them and he says well they're mean and she says well how do you know that they're mean yeah and he says well they shot at us and she's like well you went into their house and you didn't talk to them right so how do you know that they're actually mad at you yeah and this is a very interesting conversation because we the audience know that they're planning on doing that but caesar doesn't know that they're planning on doing that so is caesar just as bad as the people there
0: I, I really like that scene too because it's too it's really easy to write Caesar as sort of this all-knowing character who just knows what everybody's doing and their intentions and that's what makes him smart but in this scene there's a specific character coming in and challenging him and he, so you see the, the limits of his wisdom mm-hmm. like he's blinded by the history that he's
1: a part of well, and believes humans are inherently flawed and apes aren't well, I think that's like a common theme throughout this movie is that you you throughout this movie with the, with the the Caesar's conscious guy is a point of it. The scene is a point of it. There, I mean, there's multiple threads in this movie that really challenges Caesar's character and and um, if he's like true or not and um, and his wisdom and how smart he is. He's flawed in this movie and like openly. Mm-hmm. And then at the, I mean, obviously at the end of the movie, you realize he's potentially super flawed you know mm-hmm. like like he, he, he's very likable for being like a revolutionary but he doesn't come without some, like his own limitations and part of his character that is questionable. Yeah. Well
2: that was part of what we talked about in the last movie too or a point that I was trying to make in the last movie is that that's that's one of the reasons why i think the last one's so great is because he does have all these characteristics of a revolutionary Mm. including or culminated in the last scene where it's like i gave this speech i'm freeing these people but like i don't know where to go from here Mm. and maybe all i know is destruction and then it's like a continuation of that same sentence to this scene where it's like maybe he i mean maybe he isn't great
0: yeah. yeah, I do like that the film is brave enough to show that he's, he's, he's
1: still limited in what he can think.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that scene is a is a pivotal role in doing that
1: I mean, there's
2: th- another oops sorry I was ahead. just gonna
1: say they do a good job of not writing all-knowing characters throughout the whole franchise yeah writing characters that seem like they're all-knowing but then when you actually think about them they're not they just think they are they think they are and that's important and like, yeah because like a lot of the time like you can be tricked by like their bravados or whatever like how you know like how how you know kind of stuck up and how how flashy or fancy they are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that they've done, you're like, oh, maybe, the, you know, maybe they're, they are all knowing, but none of them are, all of them have, every character in this movie has flaws.
2: Well, there's another conversation that I think is also, uh, pretty heavy with, with that, um... I don't know, morality or whatever. Um, and it's right before the McDonald, Virg- Virgil, and Caesar. I believe it's right before they set off on their trek. And it's after Aldo has established himself as like just a bad seed. And Virgil and Caesar are talking, and Caesar says something like, I, you know, I just don't know what to do with aldo i mean is he just bad and should i should i just tell him to go or what what should i do here and virgil's like yeah sometimes you know it's hard to not kill ape basically that's like the cliff notes of the conversation which is pretty interesting too that they both recognize that he's bad and that something needs to be done about it but because of the infrastructure that they've created with not being able to do anything bad to each other
0: yeah, a big a big throughline to this particular episode episode. I'm using my Star Wars lingo, but on this movie,
1: is ape does not kill ape. Yeah, it's like a. I mean, it's the weird like crux or ultimate question with the idea of like pacifism or nonviolence. Yeah, but it's, it's like to what degree do you take it? Is it can you make it an absolute or not?
0: It's also the moral high ground that the apes constantly turn to to show that they or it's okay for them to be in a, in a, in a, a higher a top, a higher, higher in the hierarchy yeah, with than humans because more evolved. Yeah. That, because they ascribe to that and humans don't. Yeah. And so, but all it takes is the one violation of that to compromise that moral high ground.
1: Yeah. Well, you think, I, I don't know. Cause like if you put these movies in this movie that, Range true because I mean we're just skipping to the end surprise Caesar kills Aldo because Aldo kills Caesar's son. See, I'm going to go back and forth with you a little bit on that. Be-
2: Wait, I, I, well, I want to say something too about that. Uh, go uh, ahead, okay. sorry. But
1: they, let me just get to my point. Because uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll take the, that apart. Um, uh, like they, this is the only movie from this time forward and even previously this is the only time that happens they don't really this they don't really ape doesn't kill ape in the future of planet of the apes Mm -hmm. from this point you know what i'm saying like in the charlton heston one it's still a law that ape should not kill ape yeah like it's and it's still held up like you don't that that question is not dealt with right it's only dealt with in this movie specifically yeah and, and at this time yeah. and
0: the if you look at the you know the size and the scale and then the scope of the civilization that exists in this movie it's basically the same as it is in the first movie yeah so there's been 2000 years uh-huh. for that civilization to advance and it is exactly the same i su- i suspect it, i don't know if you can look too much into it but i suspect it's in part of that law because as soon as something gets bigger and bigger and bigger civilization occurs and more people are interacting with each other and and more like little tiny things that you never would have expected could uh, could create those violations where ape may kill ape yeah so you have, if you keep the population small and tribal you know it it, it makes it easier to not violate that law yeah, yeah and I don't know if that was purposely designed or just something we, we realized like a byproduct of the movie yeah 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 uh, but I find that that's an interesting parallel there because all of the humans are in the, when we see them in like the second and the th- oh, in the third and the fourth movie are in modern times. Yeah, and so uh, they violated that thing you know forever ago, but they're in you know po- Metro metropolitan areas but uh either way um there's still more to be said what's up
2: i well i want to talk about that um and then we can get back to the other discussion about the the, yeah. yeah so i think part of the conversation that i mentioned earlier about the uh life as a highway right and you're moving at different everything's trying to go forward but they're going different ones are you're in a different lane depending on what choices you make right well i think that's what this movie is about because they knew what happened with uh because cornelius and zira came to earth that sparked uh, whatever, Caesar to be born, which then escalated or advanced the plot line of the apes coming to power essentially. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, that's why like everything happens so much more quickly in this one. So we're seeing ape city as it is in the first one, but at the end of this movie with the epilogue that takes place 600 years further in the future, mm-hmm. humans and apes are living peacefully and they're both talking. Yeah. Yep. So that would mean that it's a different branch off.
0: Yes. Totally. We're
2: not repeating. We're not going in a loop anymore
0: we've yeah. taken
2: one step in a different direction
0: uh yes yeah.
2: or <laughs> which means that maybe there is a future in that you know way further down the line because if you remember the original planet of the apes takes place in 25 34 yeah 3 thousand ninety 72 or so something
0: that's, like that that's still a good uh, 1500 years after the epilogue of this movie
2: right so who knows if there's if there's cities in place and humans and people are living in harmony or who knows if there's not another war that happens in the future which is what we were talking about last time with right. milo the person that they know is the one that spoke up and said no Maybe mm. that's who they're referring to is the f- the finite one oh. that really set things off, and that was it now humans don't speak because they are lower than us interesting and apes so a are another
0: epic of a so- of the saga between 600 years after this story or the, after the epilogue
2: right and, and where the Charlton Hesson takes place. yeah oh, mm-hmm. who knows it could go either way.
1: yeah, because that's the whole thing there's like you have a gigantic gap where Potentially a lot Or potentially not a lot Happens Yeah You know Like But it's huge Nonetheless You have this huge Time jump Yeah That's in the part of this film Like you have these Giant gaps of time mm-hmm. You know One
2: more thought Before we get back To the war thing Because yeah. I do want to Talk about that But Another thing that's Interesting is that when on, on the surface level This movie is the only One that really has A concise ending All the other ones Are just fade to black oh. It's done
0: Yeah And sometimes that even gives you that fade. It's just like hard cut. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: This one has a nice little bow wrapped around it. But if you start to think about things in this light, then it's like, well, maybe. Who knows what happened?
0: I, I think the intention of the ending, uh, to, to, to fixate on that for a second, is to wrap up the series. I don't think the writers and the producers were were trying to leave things untied, as you said. You know, yeah. just wrap it up. Um, and I think if you want to put more into it, we, you certainly are free to, but I don't think that was really the intention of the, uh, of the creators of the
2: film. Except that before this movie was even in production, Production. Uh, 20th Century Fox Had already approved The live action series So they already knew That they were going To be doing A live action Television series Before this one Even started before, Hot yeah. product
0: Hot Very hot
2: So And we, we haven't Gotten we to that know, one yet Do so. we know
0: When the live action Series takes place
2: Kind of, but Uh, I don't, I don't know well enough to say, we'll just, yeah, because I'm excited to just see how that unrolls.
0: I have to, I have to admit, I was surprised at the ending, if only because I, uh, I started trying to piece together thinking that it would be a simple continuity thing to, for this to lead into rise. But now I'm really confused how Mm. rise fits into this, this. fits into this, um, to this narrative that we've, that we've concluded here in some. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because essentially... Like, in, like, ape versus human power play, because I think that's really what you look for in, in, in these movies. Like, the easiest way I parse it out in my head is, like, okay, who's in power? Apes are humans. Mm-hmm. Who can't talk? Apes are humans. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, in that one, in Rise, you have apes that can't talk. Humans are in power. Yeah. And we don't have that. I mean that takes place in 1972 that takes place in the second movie is when we even have the same type of power play as we see in Rise where like apes are you know just kind of like animals at like zoos and stuff
0: right but i don't uh, i'm now until until we see the more of maybe the series or maybe the comics or maybe the animated show um might help build another chance for one of these loops to come back and fulfill uh, a starting point for rise but rise essentially for me at this point stands as a reboot yeah that's
2: fair. Yeah, I mean... It, yeah, I want to talk about that more once we get to the so, series. Because yeah, okay. I have a lot of... A lot of, like, pent-up speculation about that. But I, it's been... I haven't seen it yeah. since it was in theaters, okay. so...
0: Mm-hmm. if If... What it still could be... <laughs> well you know what we'll save that conversation Yeah, because I feel yeah.
2: like we're going to have a lot yeah, to unpack yeah, once yeah. we watch yeah, that, now that movie now that,
0: again. I, now that I'm talking about it my brain cell my neurons are firing and starting to figure out yeah. a way to build it in yeah exactly narrative. that's
2: yeah. where I'm at too yeah. I just need to see it again
1: I feel like you like as a fan of like sci-fi I feel like as fans of sci-fi you want everything to fit together perfectly Absolutely. on this you, like,
0: want so, you want your brain to be able to be to rationally put it together yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you want like well, everything I think it, to fit together I think, yeah. It,
2: yeah. I think it does I think I can yeah. Like once I see it again I feel like I can make A pretty yeah. strong argument yeah. But also like Those movies are so great And they're like So They're good movies But also they're like Really fan services. So after seeing all yeah. of these When we watch those again It's gonna be like Holy shit This is so dope <laughs> yeah. uh, so, back, yeah, back Back to back, the killing back thing Back to well. the
0: back thing Yeah So he, here's what's interesting About this Is that um, Yes they. You're have, talking about well the this being you know you mentioned what you thought the the main thesis of this film was I think that the main thesis sort of wrapped up in the final scene that uh, this ape doesn't kill ape mantra is a you know it's a it's a binary thing either it it never happens or it can or does happen yeah and uh the one of the evolutionary steps they need to take uh, you know from a civilization kind of standpoint is to accept that it can happen yeah um now that's interesting because it still lives on in law uh but nonetheless um because it, it says it's not the law is not ape should not kill uh, uh, another ape. It's like ape cannot kill another ape. I yeah, think I if I remember the the way it's phrased, yeah. I might be wrong about that. But anyway,
1: anyway, the point is, is that uh, or uh, it's cor- does not maybe. Yeah, because you see him writing it in the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's not like yeah, it's, it's 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 not like it's a it's it's a bad idea. It's yeah, not they that. Don't absolutely. Yeah. Don't. It's and it's and it's a it's a it's a statement. Yeah. Apes don't kill apes. Yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah. you shouldn't. It's not a moral thing. It's like this is literally we uh-huh. don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Cornelius uh, Caesar's child um, overhears the discussion of the um, the guerrillas who are planning their mutiny, and then they spot it's at it takes place at night they spot him hiding in the trees by the way which was some cool gymnastics stuff that that little that actor did like you know like as the oh yeah that was some pretty tight the one that plays uh, Cornelius yeah I was pretty impressed with that stunt work there yeah Um, he's a little gymnast yeah and uh the squirrel gets out uh,
2: yes. Randy. Randy,
0: <laughs> Randy his squirrel, squirrel gets out, yeah, and uh Aldo, the leader of the uh gorillas, uh, sees him in the trees, and uh
2: well, he's having a secret meeting, yes. with the other gorillas, right
0: and he doesn't obviously he doesn't want the word of the mutiny getting back to Caesar until yeah. he has a chance to actually commit the mutiny because he has to go get the weapons first, uh-huh. and um he goes. Uh, he goes up and climbs up to the tree, and um, there's this there's this branch that he, uh, uh, Cornelius is hiding on. And he can't get to him, so he starts hacking at the branch. The branch breaks. Cornelius falls and presumably dies. Yeah. And they all scatter. Um, however, Cornelius doesn't die, and um, he gets very right away. He gets hurt. At least. Yeah, he gets <laughs> hurt. He's seriously hurt, and um, and but. In in a sense, Aldo left the left him there believing he was alive. He's probably still breathing, you know, whatnot. And they leave him and they know that Cornelius is taken in back to the family where they have a nurse looking after him, so he's still alive. You
2: think that he left him there knowing that he was alive?
0: They're going to know that Cornelius was taken back to the family, that there was nurses. No, I mean there, I understand Cedars that, there. but
2: you think that that he that Aldo left Cornelius there thinking he was alive? Here's I've what, never thought of it that way. What I'm
0: saying is that there's the the the, the door is still open where he could argue he could you, there's something like that there, there's an argument still to be made that when I didn't mean to I I knew we we hacked at the branch we just wanted to stop him and, and re like he could re- rationalize his head and reason with him yeah but it, it broke and we panicked and we ran away we didn't think he was gonna die. Yeah. Like you know, as opposed to, he hacks the branch, he falls down, then he goes up there and slits his throat. Yeah, he you know?
1: does, There's no like ultimate kill. Yeah, I, so I mean, if uh, all, all I'm saying that I
0: want to get to the point is that the screenplay. Purposely allows just a little bit
1: of doubt, so it can still be a mistake. It can still be like still. an accident. Yeah. We
0: all know that that that's you know it's like ninety nine percent this and one percent that, but it's not a hundred percent. And that's really interesting for me that they didn't bother to go full tilt and make it so obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: wait, 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 wait. No, I want to stop on that for a second. I'm sorry because I just I don't I've never thought of it that he knew that. Cornelius was still alive I've never thought of it that
1: way ever No I've thought about it that way before I mean that's how I thought about it Because he 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 doesn't do a definite kill He's like trying to essentially scare him down Yeah but
2: here's the thing though Is that you're saying that he's he's so dumb that he's unable to reason with these people or the other with Caesar etc to convince him that it was an accident but who's to say that he's not also so dumb that he when he's blacked out on the ground he doesn't think that he's just dead like he doesn't go up to him and slash his throat but he also doesn't go up to him to see that he's still
1: breathing that's the thing there's no definite either way and that's, that's why the writing's good is because there's no definitive answer to this question
2: totally I'm just saying that like I have never thought of it as him trying to run away so that he isn't he isn't caught and then the guy happens to live i always think of it as they're immediately running away reactionary because they think that he's dead and when he comes back and it turns out that he is alive that's why they're all why they're all hiding out on the outskirts Mm. Like, that makes more sense to me.
0: Well, see, to me, they already planned the mutiny. They know the humans are coming. They have to raid the uh, thing. They've already established the the, the, uh, the coup. They don't Uh-oh. know
2: that the humans are coming yet.
0: Oh, that's right. They don't know. Yeah, this is yeah. pre-them pre knowing. Pre-coup, yeah. Uh, e- either way, the point is, is what... I, I think that th- this was intentional it's not like a, 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 a an error on the director who couldn't convey in the screenplay that he clearly killed him intentionally I think that was intentional to leave the door slightly open and the reason why I say that well, other than what the point that I've already made is that at the end, when it is revealed to Caesar that uh, Aldo uh, killed his son, yeah. they have a confrontation which ends up them going into a giant tree, and, he, and Aldo is kind of running and escaping, trying to, and Caesar's following him slowly, like like a like a Terminator. Yeah. Um, the way that is shot is Aldo is backed up to a place where he can't move back any further. He pulls out the knife and he goes to attack. Um, it 's uh, the idea of self defense and Caesar grabs his hand yeah. and they 're kind of struggling a little bit and then he and then Aldo loses his balance and falls to the ground uh-huh. now to me again also questionable also questionable like did yeah. he just lose his footing was that was that a suicide in some sense because or was it self defense was it self defense can you can apes kill apes in self defense yeah you know and so the point is is that there's still like a little bit of that we're not the, the, the movie doesn't want to commit yeah. to one ape just, uh, uh, uh without, uh, you know, provocation or without explanation, it's wow. killing another ape.
2: See, okay, l- now let me keep in mind the way that I view that other scene where Aldo and the rest of the a- gorillas specifically Believe, yeah. think that he is dead. Now, the rest of the movie plays out with them hiding. Like, you don't see them in the city with everyone else for the rest of the time until, uh, assuming that they think that they killed this kid. Yeah, Cornelius. Right. And so then they only come back when the hum- when they've confirmed that the humans are coming and now they're coming to get the guns and now they're doing their coup. Mm-hmm. And the last scene plays out that way with him pulling out the, the sword because he assumes that he killed his son. He's been gone the whole time. He's never been back to the city to know that that cornelius was alive and then died he only knows that he was dead and then was dead still and uh, caesar is upset about that you know what i mean so like the action of pulling out the knife after you've already killed someone is less severe than the action of pulling out the knife if you maybe didn't kill someone you know what i mean and, and
0: this goes actually I, I i totally agree with what you're saying and this goes back to actually one of the first points that i wanted to make is that i wish aldo's character was a little smarter in part to to play out that scene so when he gets accused of killing him he could say and uh he could say i did not know he was dead i meant to reason with him or he could say that or um he could say Maybe my actions led to his death, but you two recklessly going into the forbidden zone exactly brought the humans here, and there are dozens of apes killed. It, are you going to are those deaths on your head, just like like uh, like Cornelius is on mine? Yeah. You know, like reason with that, isn't then that then it that makes would you think that, that struggle? Yeah, that 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 real moral conundrum of the cause and effect uh, of 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 what it takes I, for I, ape to not I, kill ape.
1: I agree with you, but like the reason I like it unspoken is. Is that it makes you think those things But then it makes you also kind of think Less of Caesar Cause you're like oh like You're not even looking into this really You're like blinded by the love of your child To actually figure out what happened Yeah, And then in return You're blinded by your own ways I mean cause I think those things even from the... I remember it. The first time I watched this movie, the second time I watched this movie, like every time I've seen this movie, I think he could easily make an argument saying, I killed your son on accident. You brought the humans here on purpose through your own selfish endeavor mm-hmm. because the endeavor selfish. Like yeah. there's no reason for it. And you're... Well, you're-
2: there is a reason. I mean, the reason why they go is to see... If the ape If the gorillas Specifically were a problem That's the whole conundrum the whole this whole movie isn't about the humans and about their relationship with the apes the whole movie is if they the apes can live in peace with humans with gorillas being around
0: no. right I, I do wish that, that that point that you make that's certainly in it i wish I wish it was hit harder
2: yeah um,
0: because it does feel like well and now we're on this mission to go find the to find the missing tapes and it's like yeah. uh, anyway um
1: yeah but my head goes down that exact same route that yours does
0: yeah yeah so I, I I also thought it'd be great if Aldo you know was given his chance to have this the speech you know because like in a lot of these movies characters are given a chance to give their closing speech, their closing arguments uh-huh. if you will and uh I, that's why I, I really wish there's a yeah because i would have liked him to say you know uh you know you don't apes don't kill other apes you know yeah maybe your reckless attitude brought all these people over here but think of all the other fights that we've had to do and gorillas are always on the front line yeah you know we're the first to die and on all these things and how many of those are responsible because you engage in these actions so don't give me this ape doesn't kill other apes you've been doing it for years yeah, yeah, yeah. burn you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: what what are you so. doing I, uh, yeah.
2: um i am sorry i guess <laughs> i'm doing something wrong i don't know uh i i think that this that whole scene on the tree is really dumb i don't i don't like that scene at all because gorillas don't climb trees and that bothers me because the first sequence with cornelius is shot in a way that Seems like it's appropriate For the way that the gorilla Is trying to climb the tree And then can't figure it out And then ends up hacking hacking At the branch This one is like It's just really clumsy That he's climbing up there And then it's like That's not how that works Even if they could walk on two legs yeah. like they still their masks it just doesn't work it's yeah. not a thing that they can do yeah um i wish that in the that what they would do is like they banish him like he's not able to be a part of the city I like i
0: was thinking very something very similar yeah
2: yeah and i think that that also would like leave a really open place for like movies in the future you yeah. know yeah. i also think like w- if so if they banished Aldo and then it was just apes, and now, like I've now it's out. Everyone at this point knows that the Apes were planning a mutiny and that they're all of them, in theory were all the gorillas specifically excuse me all of the gorillas were at this bonfire and saw what happened to cornelius Mm -hmm. whether they thought that he was dead or not they saw it happen and the fact that they didn't say anything should mean that they're only slightly better than humans now yeah so you could continue to have like this this huge like struggle Yeah. yeah and then also i was thinking like it'd be pretty cool if like if they made another movie that was set like another couple thousand or whatever 1500 or something in the Mm -hmm. future that like the the science and the philosophy so like the orangutans and the chimps were like working on breeding or like killing off the gorillas so like Mm -hmm. they could like breed them dumber or like less like uh, muscular or like refuse them to breed or something yeah i don't know i just feel like there's so much more room to like explore shit in yeah, there yeah if the ending was slightly different
0: yeah i, I my thought was because when he starts to climb up the tree my my brain started trying to figure out well, what are the other alternatives other than just killing him and i thought of banishment too but i was like well, you can't mm-hmm. just banish him because just go join another tribe so i was like oh it would be badass if they branded him whoa mm. you know like a brand on the forehead let <laughs> him know that this gorilla killed another gorilla so that that's a sign to all the other gorillas that you, you can't help this one <laughs>
2: mm.
0: uh, like he's uh, beyond yeah earth. like like the so he can't just go to another colony and, yeah. and and live live it up
2: well that's why I feel like they would have to cause like gorillas are so they're so like army you know right like they're not just army in they're that they're grunt, like really army. militaristic but they're yeah. also like very like this is my brother like I have to do I would do anything For my brother Like that kind of mentality Mm -hmm. And so like I think the gorillas Would still help The other gorillas Uh, But if you like Eventually got far enough Into the future It would be like Well we can't allow gorillas Like gorillas are the ones That get lobotomies Or gorillas are the ones That can't procreate yeah, or something exist. yeah <laughs> like some kind of giver shit or something
0: huh. the only other alternative i thought was if they had like a f- uh, if they required a- if a- if an ape was convicted of killing another ape that they had to commit suicide like uh, that would sabaku. yeah that would prevent another ape from having to do it you know yeah, yeah. and uh and it would, it would and it would solve it would be justice if if that's a thing in this world so. yeah <laughs>
3: huh.
0: um yeah Yeah. no I I I think this uh I liked a lot of the ideas that this one brought up to the we didn't even talk about
1: the fight the fight's okay yeah yeah. I mean it's I mean the premise of playing dead uh. here it would
0: have been interesting if I don't know like I'm kind of torn of whether or not it would be interesting if we knew that that was the plan because that would be extremely stressful on the apes to be told that they have to play dead meanwhile all the artillery is coming in and people are actually dying you know at some point do you think the strategy is gonna work yeah you know there could be a threshold of stress as people are trying to pretend to be dead when they're seeing real real apes getting killed yeah you know having to believe in caesar's plan the
1: fight scene's a little bit more cheeky than the last one
2: god you know this is the return of cheeky
1: (laughs) yeah jesus Uh, it is i mean that's it's so mm. (laughs) god
2: i just don't think you know what that
1: means it's like tongue and cheeky
0: (laughs) maybe in your world maybe in your timeline (laughs) what
2: what you uh, sound like a fucking like <laughs> Yugoslavian like grandpa from like the nineties. <laughs> what? You
1: know. <laughs> I don't understand what, what okay what it mean
2: Cheeky what Cheeky
1: okay, well, is kind of like mm, wait like, what does that mean we a little, like Where a little flirtatious
0: it? kind of yeah yeah
2: it's like kind. it's like like naughty austin powers yeah
0: yeah like, it like, do you make me
2: randy <laughs> do i do i make you, <laughs> <or> <laughs> <are> you <baby? laughs> yeah
0: yeah oh you hmm according to
1: google
2: wow (laughs) that's the sign of someone that just realized what cheeky (laughs) meant.
1: cheeky impudent or irreverent typically in an endearing or amusing way a cheeky grin (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i'm using using it right
2: (laughs) no you're trying to say cheesy (laughs) (laughs) no yeah your you smile I think on your little Maybe your face brain hair. is
0: your brain is merging tongue in cheek and cheesy and you're just saying cheeky. No. I think so. Yeah.
2: It's okay. I
0: don't think know.
2: He didn't mean so. Yeah. Your little face indicates that you understand now the error of your ways. I think I'm
0: using it right. Okay. You're uh, not. (laughs) I I do want to talk about that action sequences uh, because there's effectively two action set pieces in this film. One is when the trio invade the underground base and uh, the um, radioactive humans come after them. That's a pretty extended long action set piece. Mm -hmm. And then the end, when the army of those those same humans come to attack uh, Ape City. Yeah. And uh, I found my, my attention being lost in both of these. The action scenes? Yeah, a, a little less so on the first one and more so in the second. Yeah. And I think what I... I've been thinking about this for a long time that I think in action sequences that as soon as you start to lose... Um, as soon as you start to lose the geography... Yeah. Of the environment that everybody's in in relation to one another. Mm. Every little edit or cut or move away where you, you lose that sense of geography my interest goes down incrementally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, uh, the movies that I, like I think about really good action movies, uh, when I think about those scenes, those set pieces, I have a good sense of space. Yeah. And I know where everybody is in relation to one another, know what they can do and what they can't do. And, um, uh, that, that keeps my attention better. And, uh, I, I think, I don't think that that was perhaps that really wasn't well established in you know late 70s early 80s in American filmmaking like it was always just just, oh it's easy you know you just move the camera and some shit blows up and that'll be good for that shot and we move this camera over here and we catch these guys doing this thing and there isn't a cohesive narrative of how the fight doesn't have a real
1: narrative it's just
0: here's watch this little thing blow up and watch them invade this thing and I'm gonna shoot this thing and it's just a bunch of collage of things happening without, without a sense of space of how that's all working Mm -hmm. so I don't there's there's, it's just how it's filmed and I don't think there was a lot of attention paid, paid to that kind of thing and I think it took Honestly, I'm not a film historian. (laughs) He's still Uh, a tiki. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a film historian in any sense. But I would love. I have a suspicion that you start to see American films, action movies, start to turn the corner of that when Asian action movies start to start to get there because those really long extended fight scenes that (laughs) look like a of (laughs) Jesus. Christ <laughs> and a
1: choreograph
0: like a Fred Ginger Rogers dance sequence I'm going to continue my goddamn point fuck you
1: laughing yes Japanese cinema influenced uh, uh, American fight Well, fight. Chinese
0: and Korean as well because yeah. like you uh, you see those you see it all in one in space and so you get a, you're, you're tied into it <laughs> and uh, I think that that ultimately may have uh, affected American filmmakers and how they do um, uh, American uh, action and now we see that you used more consistently now <sighs> Donnie
1: want to wrap up the show I <laughs> no. oh <my> <laughs> still don't think you guys really get it <laughs>
2: yeah you're probably right oh my god
1: oh Jesus is there anything I get it. I, I believe you. Thank okay. you. No, 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 It wasn't a <laughs> belief thing. Because that's where my brain was going, too. I was like, it's probably Japanese people, because you watch Japanese movies from the 70s, and you're like, these fights rule. Yeah. But half of me is thinking, like, I don't know if it's space, and I don't know if it's just sweet Dude, moves. you
2: know what? Sweet moves. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert for a future BTI recommends, because I think, actually, my next pick mm. is going to be... A little Japanese film
0: Okay Alright
1: Alright So Think
2: about that And it's black and white
1: Alright so, Well like that is true though Cause like if you think about Like Japanese movies Like a lot of them It'll be like A courtyard With like those houses Around it And a lot of it Throughout the fight <laughs> scenes You'll see them like Running through different Like rooms of the houses And like breaking through like the paper doors and stuff Uh and you can always kind of figure out where you are you never really lose track of where you are in the house and you figure out like if he's going to break through this door then then that's where that leads you know
0: yeah i the first time i i noticed this phenomenon was actually when i saw
1: the third born movie oh it's a phenomenon Oh, I'm sure you don't know what phenomenon is. <laughs> Actually, I'm starting to question the <laughs> I don't I think bring you bring he used phenomenon correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Bourne fight scenes were a phenomenon.
0: Lisa. No, I'm talking about this thing where the if you get a sense of space, it make, it sells the action sequence. And if you lose mm. space, it, it ruins it. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's this sequence in the, in the beginning of the Third Bourne movie where uh, Jason Bourne has to <laughs> escort this guy through this extremely crowded area knowing that there's multiple assassins who are trying to kill him. And in this whole sequence. I love
1: the Bourne movies so much.
0: And this whole sequence, you have to understand, this whole sequence lives or dies by if they can sell the space. Because if he, uh, Bourne is smart enough to know where the sniper nests would be, mm-hmm. and he knows, he has to know like where the angles are where they can't reach him, mm-hmm. and how he has to move with the crowd to get him to come in. So there's a lot of, okay, now stop, wait, no, now move, go now. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And uh, this other guy, he the, the other actor who he's trying, the escort that he's trying, the act doesn't really understand all the dynamics, and so he's panicking. And Bourne's in control, and it works. Like, yeah, you can feel the tension. Like, you know, if he gets around that corner, he's going to be safe from at least this angle for a little bit before he moves on to this other thing. Yeah, yeah. and um, and you can see Bourne thinking. I think we've talked about this before. Like, uh, I'll, I'll also another good hallmark of a good action movie is in the moment you can see the the character th- trying thinking his way through the situation, even yeah. if it's like blocking a like Minority and
2: Report. Um. Uh, when he draw, when he like throws the change at the homeless guy, but instead of putting it in his hand, then the homeless guy is like whoa, and then like they're chasing him, and then they fall down.
0: It's just like that,
2: dude. That part's <laughs> sweet. Minority Report's tight.
0: Uh, I hate. There's a big section in it that I really hate. But anyway. Um uh so if you watch that sequence in the Bourne movies it really works and the whole scene works because it uh you get a sense of space and, and, and you understand why what he's doing and why he's doing it and whoever directed this action sequence of this movie would fucking fail hard yeah, trying yeah. to do that and you had this whole giant war scene and it just looks like it's hey. a series
1: of explosions and it feels small the, yeah hey hey you I think, want to know a secret what's a secret I don't like the porn series stupid that's (sighs) wrong porn series rules it's pretty badass i just i Uh, than james uh, bond uh, honestly i
0: i think there's a strong argument for that (laughs) (laughs) uh
2: i just i like rewatched it a couple years ago because i like really hated it when i was growing up and i don't know i thought maybe i just saw it in like a the wrong setting or something yeah and i rewatched all of them in one day like before the last new newest one came out, yeah, I think. The fifth one. Yeah. And, uh, yep, I don't like them.
0: Yeah. Uh, just uh,
2: not into it. Not into yeah. it. Not interested in the character. The action sequences are good.
0: The, yeah. The whole movie's good.
1: I think the plots are good. I think the story's I good.
0: I don't care. Yeah. I think it's pretty solid. I saw the, I saw the latest <laughs> one. It's called like just Jason or Jason Bourne or something. Yeah. It doesn't have a cool name next to it. Uh, I thought that was the most well outside of the one where they didn't even have jason Bourne in it you yeah know, mm-hmm. uh the latest one felt like the most tacked on thing like it it was it was a pretty far stretch and completely unnecessary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i didn't see it and uh, i've also but, only seen like three James spots <laughs> but uh there's i mean if you if you just look at the action choreography there's they still stick to that same thing of finding the space and having a maneuver through yeah and there's i there's mean, a lot of stuff going on there but yeah it, did, it was weak in the plot department pretty hard
2: Wait, are you talking about Born still?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah, going back to Battle of the Apes now. Um, well, wait, we agree, though,
2: on Bourne.
1: Uh, the latest one, yes. Oh, yeah, I'm but the first, I mean, the first are three are so good. Are pretty spectacular. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. Uh, so I, I think you can take any James Bond, any three, I don't think you could find three James Bond films that are as strong as the three Born films.
2: I don't like any of them, so...
1: So, so
2: uh, I don't think any so, so, I, either yeah. of those arguments would work. I don't think I could do it with either, <laughs>
1: I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, I don't think pussy gold beats, <laughs> <laughs> Pussy, pussy gold. Identity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It was, uh, what was it, octopussy and golden
1: eye? You're just merging those two. But I don't know, <laughs> that's what they all sound like to yeah, me, yeah, yeah, <laughs> pussy teeth. Old jaws,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like mad living all the bad guys in uh,
1: yeah. uh, bond super face yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: oh, spit take! <laughs> <laughs> you said super face. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: Damn. Uh, now that <laughs> I'm even gonna say it. Oh my god. Uh,
0: let's uh, do. Uh, uh, let's do our concluding moments. This is we're we're concluding not only battle the original battles series. series, but we're p- concluding the OG series. Oh, well, we need to do mm-hmm. ratings. Yeah, let's, let's let's get all that out. Yeah. um Yeah. Uh, Uh, I I think it'd be interesting to start. Can we can we quickly go down what we've uh, ranked the other movies real quick? Oh, sure. If you and want, so we can, we can get a good, a good sense of
1: where the, oh, wait, no, one? let's do it afterwards. So that we're not swayed by our arguments okay. and trying to play some fair enough. Fair
0: enough. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll, I'll kickstart this. I, okay. uh, I think that, uh, I like this movie. I think it has uh, enough of the ideas that, uh, that it honors the other, the, the series that it's in. Um, uh, I again I, I still wish that, that it, it milked it for more content um, I, I think the same problem as this one as, as as in the others is when the when they're talking it's good and when the action stuff kicks in it, it falls it loses my interest so um, I'm gonna give it a seven for me
1: Wow I'm gonna I don't know I, I like it it's good wrap up for the entire series there's some points I would like better but there's always like there's one scene in this movie, like where at the beginning where they're teaching him and Cornelius brings up ape should not kill Abe. Uh, that scene, I'm always like, every time I watch this series, I always think that one's in like every movie. I don't know why. Huh? I just, something weird. Because like every, every movie that we watch, I'm like, oh yeah, when the, when the apes are getting taught by the, by the human, that's in this one. It never <laughs> is It's because it's this one Yeah You know uh, That's pretty cool uh, You know it's good um, 7.5 Okay
2: Well that that scene actually Wasn't Originally Gonna be in this movie That scene was supposed to be In one of the other movies Really yeah, it was either in the first one or the second one. I mean, obviously, but it it was supposed to be in one of those ones. I, just, I don't remember what one it was. Hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It might have been the second one. I I can't remember, but yeah, that was supposed to be in one of the movies. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wait. What did you give this one? I'm sorry. Seven point five. Oh, interesting. Uh, I also gave this one a seven point five. Oh, okay. I don't think it's the greatest, but I do. I I think it's got some pretty thought provoking points
0: so how do we all fare who what which one got the best which one got the worst i think the first
1: one probably got the best
2: yeah so the uh planet of the apes in 1968 uh got a 9 from bizo 10 from ethan and a 10 from donna
1: so yeah, that's, that's got to be the top one the yeah i don't and think then, anything else got a 10
2: uh no. Uh the next closest would be Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh 1972, which was the last one that we watched. Uh that's four. Mm-hmm. Uh that one got a six out of ten from because he's an idiot.
1: <laughs>
2: an eight out of ten out of Ethan, and a nine out of ten from me. Wow. And then Oh, actually, we have pretty similar scores for Battle for the Planet of the Apes, which we just reviewed and Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Bezo gave it a 7 out of 10. Ethan gave it a 7.5 out of 10. And I gave it a 7 out of 10. That's wow. very close to it. And old. that was the cheeky one. That's the cheek. That was episode two. <laughs> That's the old cheeks That's over That's the there.
0: butt cheeks. That was the knee. <laughs>
2: The, that was Beneath? No, that was Escape. That's oh, the one Escape. that's the third Cornelius and Zira. Yeah. And then uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes got a 4 out of 10 from Bezo, mm. a 6.5 out of 10 from Ethan, and a 6.5 out of 10 from Donna. a little That that's seems a little, a little
1: high for me. Yeah. That seems harsh from Bezo. Yeah. yeah especially
2: after... Because I think that you even said it at some point...
1: You keep referencing it.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it, it, it's. Got you want to
2: retroactively change that one?
0: No, because I, I still feel like the production team uh, really it. let that down. Oh. That that was a that was a that was production that killed that. I think yeah, if but, you, like I said, you give a better production team, give this, give the team a chance to make that movie. Yeah. You you could you could
1: you could double that pretty quick. Give the people that made Speed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Exactly. Can I uh, drop some more facts? playing the apes facts before Please. we move on to the next uh, thing in our thing here <laughs>
3: um
2: so all of these movies when they aired or when they premiered were number one in the box office oh, that's interesting which wow. is very interesting this last one uh battle for the planet of the apes was in the box was number one in the box office two weeks in a row and made over four million dollars each of those weekends.
0: Nice. That's like real money back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Especially again if you keep in mind that every one of these movies had their budget slashed
1: like the more and yeah. more and more every single one of them. It's pretty yeah. crazy like I uh I after we started this I've kind of like been doing a lot of more like internet like looking at like kind of how poppin planet of the apes is on the net. Yeah. And there's like uh there's some groups I added myself to, like, on Facebook that, um, that they're, like, uh, Planet of the Apes, like, merchandise groups mm. that are, like, all vintage Planet of the Apes. There was so much shit. They made really? so much shit. Yeah, it's crazy. And, like, none of it... Like, I think the costume is, like, so hard to make for people yeah. that, like, anything anything planet of the apes related toys costumes the you know shirts that are drawings of it none of them look right nothing ever looks right like it's so weird like it's just really bizarre like even the replicas are kind of like it doesn't feel replicated they don't yeah 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 yeah. like even like like some of the like you know like in the the, like mid 70s you would have like gone to the store and bought like gone to i don't know target or whatever that was in the 70s -hmm. uh Clark Grocery, or something yeah, like bought your uh, yeah bought your like uh, bought your like uh, Planet of the Apes like Halloween costume yeah yeah like you look nothing like the people in Planet of the Apes like it, it absolutely doesn't look like it it's. Well, I imagine the makeup,
0: you would need a team of people to apply that on. Yeah, so. Can you imagine
1: that? Like every day, every set, like especially the ones where they're filming like battle scenes. It's yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. It's funny. Like if you
0: watch, you know, and I'm sure you all notice this, but uh, the main characters who have talking, who have speaking roles, their makeup always looks better than those oh, extras yeah. in the background who they, they slapped on in 20 minutes of makeup before they, they started rolling. <laughs> yeah. Cause
1: like, it's like they're, they have to make their mouse work right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to find Right. It has to be really expressive
0: with their, you know, the, their foreheads and their eyebrows and everything else and yeah. cheeks and everything. I'm trying
1: to find this one specifically. Oh yeah, here it is. Here's this Halloween costume. Like, how's that look like any? It doesn't. doesn't it look, not even close. It doesn't look like anything.
0: That's like, a, they, it just like a, they just took a regular generic gorilla plastic gorilla mask and then threw the Planet of the Apes. The and and like the
1: the suit is like it's, it's nothing. It's got like a hockey it, stick it, on it. it. What is that? It's like drawn on it. That's like professional. <laughs> (laughs) made and like all the shit looks like this like nothing Nothing comes close. Nothing to really looks like them ever. It's, it's just, he, he just showed me a picture of somebody with like
0: a, <laughs> a like a neon t-shirt and red pants. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's
1: nothing in the series that matches that wardrobe. Yeah. It's just like, and when you go, if, if you guys, if you have a minute, like definitely do yourself a favor and like kind of Google some of this stuff and find some it. Cause it's like crazy, like 70s shit. Like here's all, here's a light, cover <laughs> like they were making like everything so that was extremely uh it
0: was uh what's that term like not merchandised but uh there's a lot a lot of merch for
1: it obviously yeah yeah yeah, yeah and i yeah. think a lot of it i think it was like 70s probably where uh you could probably just like still just like make a bootleg of shit yeah. and like not get in trouble like you can now you know it's interesting that a movie like this
0: like like the original planet of the apes which uh-huh. was in many ways very thought provoking was the film that you know took off and had you know a big following at least in that era Yeah. whereas we don't really get that now like real thought-provoking movies don't really surface and become big hits yeah and
1: uh i think this one you know just had the right amount of cheekiness <laughs> to get people to get in on it. Uh, maybe it did. Maybe it did.
2: Well, on that stupid note, uh, so if you're keeping along with us and you want to gear up for the next, uh, for next week's release, mm-hmm. uh, buckle in because if you want to watch this, we are doing uh, the next thing that will be released is planet of the apes the live action series Uh, so this is the next in the series uh, both with what was released and then also I guess kind of chronologically so this takes place uh, in the time like in uh, planet of the (laughs) apes
3: times
2: (laughs) so in the time uh, the planet of the apes year 1980 okay so it's before the fourth movie conquest
0: okay but after but after
2: cornelius and zira had already died okay so it's a couple of years i think before the cat and dog uh epidemic yeah okay so that will be the next thing That we're watching I think it's only a 13 episode series And I think ep- each episode Is like 20 something minutes So okay. uh, if you want to listen to Or if you want to watch that To gear up for our next episode yeah. uh, I think it's kind of difficult to find The, I,
1: uh, the live action? No, I, I bought it like off Amazon or something
2: Well, yeah, but I mean It's not like something That you can just go onto YouTube, yeah, like, on
1: to YouTube it's not on like Netflix Like we've or said
2: with other shows in the past yeah. So with this one If you want to watch it You're probably going to have to do a, a little bit of hunting whether that's through Amazon
1: or Best Buy mm. or whatever the fuck. And we can't be like, oh, it's good, because I may have watched one episode. Yeah, of that. I think, <laughs> that would like, I yeah. think you so and I
2: have watched one or two episodes of So
1: we're going to go in this blind. Yeah. yeah. i tell you one thing. The animated one is pretty fucking cool. Yes, okay.
2: and that yeah. is a sequel to the live action, so we will be, we will be watching that in two weeks. In two weeks. So, yes. Yeah.
0: Um so that's it uh, another another episode down of Ape Town and we got a couple more left before we kick it kick it kick, kick it with the new uh, the James Franco episodes and uh-huh. uh, leading again up to uh, the release of the new film in July thank you everybody for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode
2: Bye-bye. bye
4: bye uh, I crashed in the jungle while trying to keep a date with my little girl uh, back in the States I was stranded in the jungle uh, Afraid alone Trying to figure a way To get a message back home But I was out of know That the wreckage of my plane Had been picked up and spotted In my girl in lover's lane And meanwhile back in the States
3: Baby, baby Let me promise You know your old time Oh, come
4: on, pretty baby, just you and me Meanwhile, back in the jungle <laughs> The boys in the jungle had me on the run When something heavy hit me like an atomic bomb When I woke up and my head started to clear I had a strange feeling I was with cooking gear I smelled something cooking and I looked to see that's when I found out they was uh, cooking me. Great, go 'em, booger. Let me out of here. And meanwhile, back in the states,
3: baby, baby, let me promise. You know your old-time lover hasn't got a chance. He's standing in the jungle, and he can be so come on, pretty.
4: Meanwhile, back in the jungle, <laughs> I jumped out the pot and I finally got away, frantic and worried about what my baby would say. So I jumped in the ocean and started to swim But my chance of survival was getting mighty slim So I thumbed down a whale who was in my way And I reached the states in about a uh, half a day And when I got to Lover's Lane, I was almost dead But my soul was gone and here's what I said oh. Baby, baby,
3: the man no good Oh baby, baby, you should have understood You can trust me as long as you please So come back pretty baby where you used to be Cause I love you Beautiful Cause I love you Beautiful International